0: for the Boner Planet Podcast is presented by Dead Down Wind Tinks Shadow Hunter Blinds Burris Optics Dead Ringer The Grind Bomar Archery Element Outdoors Reveal Cellular Camera HHA and HHA USA Black Eagle Arrows Cobra Archery Camp Chef Novix Outdoors. And caffeine support provided by Deer Cam Coffee. All right, guys, this is a repeat podcast. This is from when we had a chance to talk to Ted Nugent himself and his wife, Shemaine. And uh, it's a really cool episode. So I wanted to repeat it and replace. So you guys had a chance to listen to it. Here it is.
1: That a whole gang of bow hunters around the Uncle Dead campfire and yeah. cook them back like you mean it, damn it. Yeah, that's, that's, what that's what about. we're going to do. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> Whatever <laughs> you say, that's what we're doing. And all I want out of you guys in unison, you ready? Yep. Here's what I want out of you in unison for providing the Queen of the Forest on your telephone. All I want out of you is thank you, Uncle Ted. Thank, thank you, you, Uncle Ted. Ted. That's it. <laughs> all right, now <laughs> that we got that straight, how the hell you boys doing? You guys got the mystical flight of the arrow, aim oh. small, miss small, celebration going on
0: oh, all yeah. day long. All Michigan, baby, you know it. We're <laughs> waiting for you, Freedom Hill. Hallelujah. We know you're coming. Don't be waiting for me, brother, because I ain't waiting for you. <laughs> Oh, Oh, man. So, Ted, hey, what's it like to have met and and known Fred Bear? That's an amazing, (laughs) amazing thing. Wow.
1: um, I could keep you uh, (laughs) burning redwood forest, a campfire wood, just uh, celebrating that incredible blessing and humbling experience. I was born in 1948. My dad was already a follower of Fred's. You know, my dad had a long bow, and this was pre-recurve, you know. Uh, It was right after Howard Hill and Pope and Young and, and Fred Bear witnessed their newsreel uh, bow hunting the hard way, and uh, it, it was just an explosive time of returning to this. What you and I are so turned on by the mystical flight at the air and getting close to game that Fred really perfected the promotional believability of abandoning the Weatherby long range technology which is a, a wonderful discipline unto itself yeah. sniper marksmanship is a wonderful thing and i will always celebrate long hair long-range crosshairs but my dad with like so many were beginning to be turned on by this return to this spirit of the wild if i dare and so we would go north every October for the opener, October 1st in Michigan. By the time I was, geez, I was on my dad's back in, uh, in, in December, of, uh, 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 October of 1949. I was only 10 months old, wow. so I consider that my first deer season, you know what I mean? Yeah. And I've, awesome. I've never missed a season we'd stop at this little shack. It was a little, a little shack, like a, a, a stone garage, a cinder block garage in Grayling with this hand-carved bear archery sign over the door and i didn't i didn't know what was going on i probably first entered bear's little shop there when i was five or six years old and uh I, I I didn't know who he was, but I was already addicted to bows and arrows. I had a little bow and arrow, and I'd shoot <laughs> river rats and chipmunks and, and anything that crossed my path. I, was, I had a grand slam of songbirds by the time I was seven. <laughs> I did that with my yeah, baby. Really, Is that was yeah, the <laughs> And and so when I finally got to be eight or nine years old, on our annual trips, and we stopped at Grayling, and Fred was often there, and he he was you know. Uh, it, it, inventing the laminating process. He had that crude lathe uh, mm-hmm. there where he was uh, 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 laminating the wood and the oozing glass between the wood uh, 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 slats. And I, I was now starting to realize this, this is Fred Bear. This, this is the Chuck Berry of bow hunting. And and we would have cherry pie and chocolate milk at the Grayling restaurant, and every yeah. year I couldn't wait to get up there because now he's on the cover of True Magazine, and and he's on TV shooting polar bears and grizzly bears, and I, I'm still I'm still after the chipmunk slam. So I'm just fascinated by this guy, and he was such a kind man, such a gentleman, a real easygoing guy, and uh, we I, I just looked up to him, and he was real friendly and. My dad eventually uh, represented a Swedish steel company and then sold the blue tempered rolled spring steel to Fred for the manufacturer of his bleeder blades for the bear razor head. Mm-hmm. So now it was, uh, it was not just a friendly bow hunting visit, but now it was a business visit and, and my dad would go hunting up there, uh, uh in uh, Harrison and in Grayling and Gaylord every year with the bear team. And now it's, now it's a big, shack it's still just a a small business but by the time i graduated uh, from high school i moved to chicago with my family um my dad was transferred and so in 67 i came back i was there for two years and as soon as i came back i had the amboy dukes and i was starting to have long hair and of course fred was scared to death of (laughs) rock and roll (laughs) roll. he didn't know whether to shit or go blind when i came back Because I looked like a hippie and he was afraid I might have turned into a hippie, but of course I was not. I was the ultimate redneck, you know, you know, uh, uh, drug czar <laughs> of, uh, you know, I busted more hippies than all the narcs in America. I was hardcore redneck, <laughs> red- <laughs> backstrap gut pile guy. Yeah. And uh, when Fred, I, you know, was concerned about this scary uh, rock and roll, and then people would g- tell him, and, and Fred told me this. He said, no, they came to me and said, no, Fred, everything Ted does, every time he does an interview, which I do thousands a year, he always promotes archery and the discipline, mm-hmm. and, and he always talks about conservation, and he's always on the side of law and order instead of the hippies that call cops pigs. And yeah. So Fred thought, and we had a lot of talks about how I was completely opposite of the rest of the world of rock and roll it was because yeah. of the bow and arrow discipline. It really was. Yeah. And we got to be close friends, and he... We'd go to uh, you know sporting events, Anderson Clinic together, and different sporting events. And I was just in awe that I get to hang out and and bullshit. And and, and then he invited me to Grouse Haven. We'd hunt every year. I mean, and you wonder why I'm like this. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I know. why I'm like this? I've literally been to the mountaintop of of life. If your if your life is bow hunting, like it is for us. Yeah. There's just nowhere else to go. Mm. That I was. That was it. I hunted with Fred Bear. He's mm. my buddy. Yeah. We called, and he would call me, and we'd write letters. And it, come on, that's 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 the dream. So yeah. uh, I take that to heart, which is why when he died in April of '88, I had hunted with him in his last hunt at Grouse Haven in October of '87, and he mm. literally put his hand on my shoulder, walking the, the those beautiful trails at Grouse Haven. And he said, I've heard the attacks on you. I hear these idiots in our industry that hate you because of the rock and roll. They don't know you. He looked me in the eyes and he said, you keep promoting bow hunting with that energy that you have. He told me Uh that every bow hunting event he went to, all the young people ever wanted to know was if he knew Ted Nugent. <laughs> Think of that insanity. So he said, boy, you're really you're really turning a lot of young people, rock and roll fans, you're turning them on to the hunting lifestyle. So that's why my critics and the haters, they they, they roll off of me like personal hygiene off of Michael Moore's back. Every time somebody says something stupid about me, I just get... Bigger and badder and louder and prouder because Fred Bear told me that he liked the way I did it. So everybody else can kiss my ass. Well, absolutely. <laughs> well, if you're ever in this area, they just opened a new Cabela's and they have a beautiful statue right in the front of Fred Bear with a quote. It's gorgeous. You really need to check it out if you're ever down here. Yowzy, yeah, I heard about that. Yeah. So you guys are down there north of Detroit or what? Yep. yep. Sterling Heights.
0: Yeah.
1: Where your wife good, grew up, good, I guess. Man. <laughs> I <laughs> you know well. Well, hell, uh, I was born and raised in Redford over there. Right oh, okay. The okay. Detroit City limits, yeah. And uh, we're playing Freedom Hill, which is right down the street yeah.
0: from you. That's We can walk there. <laughs> we're going to be there. We're going to make it work. We're going to figure <laughs> it out. Parachuting in. How, how about this, guys?
1: How about we're, we're talking about Fred and what he meant to me, and I know that's what he must mean to you guys. Oh, yeah, so. absolutely. How about the alignment of the planets in that song? I mean, can you imagine going bow hunting without that song in your head? Oh no. no. yeah. gosh!
2: Every and
0: every opening
2: day—that's the theme song. Yeah, for opening days, since anybody can. The remember. thing
0: about it, the thing about it, Ted. And, and one of—I didn't know I was going to kids love it too. I didn't know I was going to well, be talking to you tonight. But like one of the things I was going to say to you, and that's really important to me, is that that song. And, and it's crazy to me, but since I was a kid, since I'm 36 years old, so since I was a kid that song was a song we played every opening day we would get excited and get hum- pumped up to go out and, and but that changed a whole generation of hunters so i think my, my point, point my point is to you is that number one thank you that you created us i mean i'm going to be honest like without that song i don't know i would have had that drive that helped my family get into hunting as much my brother was into it Everybody played that song. It was just it was it was the norm, you know. And and I go you go to
1: my you go to my Facebook, and you'll get an example of what I hear. What you just said, I hear that every day of my life since 1989, when that song blew up out of me. I'm not kidding. It is such a a, a soundtrack of a spiritual connection. That song. I didn't write that song. Fred wrote that song.
2: Yeah,
1: it came out of me because I loved that man so
0: much. Yeah, yeah. yeah it, it, but it, it, not only did Fred inspire that song for you, and but it it pushed this generation in, into hunting. I yeah, mean, it think about this, right? So many of us. I don't. I don't know that many people that hunted in my high school. You yeah, know, no. but the people who did knew the song. That's my point. So they kept yeah. going and going. And look at today. Bowhunter Hunter Planet, this whole thing we've created is because of that song, in my opinion. Because I would have wow. never had this drive. Thank you for that. I would have never had the drive mm-hmm. if I wasn't driven from the beginning. You know, and, and that's my point. And, and these are things that. And my, my point in this story is we need to keep pushing this heritage of bow hunting. Like, it, it can't stop with the song, it's got to keep going. So now it's our job Hallelujah. to keep pushing this thing and this thing of bow hunting, the heritage of bow hunting. We as, as, as our community in Bowhunter Planet, but not just us, the other. And, I, and what my goal has been to get these get unity in this industry that's been difficult to do, but I've been working on it since I started this in 2009, to get unity so that we can work on it together as Hoyt, as Martin, as Matthews, as Bowtech, as it doesn't matter. The point is we have to it get does, kids in the woods. It absolutely doesn't
1: matter. Fred Bear never promoted bear bows. No. He promoted bow hunting. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And that was that was the mystical impact he had on so many people. And he figured if he made the best bow that and, and pushed and made that competition alive in the industry, that we would get people to try a bow and hopefully they would end up with a bear bow. But he didn't care. He just wanted people yeah. to bow hunt. But let me let me let me ask you guys to fight the fight that is the Biggest obstacle course for bow hunting recruitment, and that is I would be shocked if I could walk in a bow in an archery shop anywhere in America, maybe one or two percent of them would have a bow that I can shoot. Yeah. They are all 70 pounds. Yeah. The, if I had a dollar <laughs> for every yeah. young person or woman who me, remember, I'm doing my six six thousand six hundred and twelfth concert tomorrow night, and, night wow. and I'll have a meeting with a bunch of bow hunters, co- cops, and military, and kids, and and four H and Boy Scouts and Girl Scouts. Every day of my fucking life, people say I'd like to bow hunt, but I can't pull the bow back. Mm-hmm. And here's the horror: so you couldn't pull the bow back, and nobody got you one that you could. Yep. Mm-hmm. Nobody said, here, let me get you a lighter bow that you can mm-hmm. enjoy. Sh- no one ever offered you that. I want to know what archery store you were at, and I'm going to go punch somebody in the yep. fucking throat. Yeah, we, we, I had that conversation <laughs> yeah, on this yeah. podcast two weeks ago. I'm like, why in the hell, when when you walk into an archery shop, is you just feel intimidated. You, no normal person can go in there because they make you feel like a dumbass. And, Kid you know, Rock came out. He wanted to learn how to bow just, hunt. He came out with his beautiful girlfriend, and they got these uh, the techs. The botox gave him a bow, eighty pounds. And she only had forty pounds. She couldn't get that broke over. I <laughs> said, "Well, well, of course you can't pull it back. It's not a good bow for you." Let me, We went in and got Shemaine's thirty-pound bow. She was shooting mm-hmm. a thirty-pound at the time, thirty at the time, and. She pulled it back and went, "Oh, I love this duh
2: <laughs> And here's what I did I, did, I,
1: I took kid Rock's eighty pound boat and I pulled it back and dry fired it. <laughs> <laughs> I heard that story I had no true I had no idea it was true <laughs> <laughs> and I gave him I gave him my fifty pound I think I should I gave him my 50-pound bowl, and he goes, and here's, here's the phenomena. He goes, wow, that's really easy. Can you fill stuff with this? And I went, no, I eat tofu. No, that's Ted Nugent's bowl. He doesn't kill much. <laughs> <laughs> oh, here's another one. Toby Keith. He wanted to be a bow hunter. So he goes, What kind of bow should I get? And I go, Well, it doesn't matter. They're all good out there. But uh, uh, he said, Why don't you come? Why don't you come and pig with me? We'll, we'll shoot some hogs. And I said, All right. So I went there, and he's got, he had a bow tech and it was called the General because everybody knows Toby's a patriot. So they gave him a general, 85 pounds. Oh. And he jumped, and he finally got that son of a bitch back, and I went, you're kidding me, right? <laughs> what animals can you, you go through those gyrations to get the full draw? Give me that piece of shit. And I threw it out in the fucking bargain. And I gave him my 50-pound bow, and I go, here's what you need to start with so you can discuss archery. Yeah. You need to discover yeah. archery mm-hmm. before you discover the mechanicals. And he goes, well, that's awful easy. You, can you kill shit with this? I'm like, <laughs>
2: no, it, dude, it doesn't
1: kill stuff. <laughs> I, I swear to God, every time, because my bows are so easy to draw, because I like a lightweight bow. <laughs> I'm always twisting and turning in my tree stand, and it's cold, and, and I like that son of a bitch to come back smooth. And i got to tell you, I've killed... I've killed Cape buffalo with 65 pounds, zebra kudu all day long with 50 pounds, wildebeest, dozens of wildebeest. Shemaine has killed four wildebeest with 35 pounds. Wow. Yeah. A, a 2 blades like an old bear razorhead, we use a dead ringer. They actually yeah. designed one because I said, I'm not going to use one of these. Shemaine only shoots 35 pounds, and I need an old-fashioned two-blade. Hmm. So they yeah. made one, and her arrows go in and out of everything. Wow. She's never lost an animal. She waits for that shot, and she saps him in the crease. The arrow goes in and out, and there's the dead deer over
0: there.
1: Wow. What is the mystery?
0: (laughs) Yeah. What are you shooting now, Ted? Is it like like 48, 45 pounds? I have
1: been shooting 48 uh, for a while, but I, I... all right you up to 50 <laughs> 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 you know, I'm, I, why not <laughs> I, I, I went bought a T-Rex scrotum, so now I can handle 50 pounds but again to me to me there's one word to describe archery graceful
2: yes
1: if yeah. it's not graceful there's no animal that is go- no animal I've ever hunted I was raised in Michigan no Michigan deer is going to let you <laughs> grunt and groan and lift that bow, aiming at the sky, before you shoot them. Yep. Right. Am I right? No. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so that's the problem with the industry. I talked to Ted Mackinick. She came to the concert the other night, and I said, I don't know what you guys are doing, but either you're deaf, dumb, blind, or just stupid. Yeah. Because you've got to get, you get bows for guys that want to try it. How many guys use a crossbow because, well, my shoulder hurts. Because you're you're shooting 80, 70, 65 pounds. You go, go down to 40, 45, whatever. Yeah, true that. So that that's my spiel, and this none of this is opinion. This the <laughs> evidence is overwhelming. It's yeah. all facts. So that should be your
0: your holy war. Yeah, we don't that's bring anything in here that. over
1: sixty pounds anymore. I don't think. No, oh no, is, everything's yeah. sixty and under. Part of the
0: part of the show we do is called Test Lab. It read would, the we new Whitetail
1: um, Whitetail. Uh, uh, white the uh, uh, you know the food plot company, Whitetail something. Institute. Uh, look Institute? at their new magazine and, and there's a there's a guy teaching his son to shoot a bow and he's got a compound, and that kid is drawing back where his anchor point is like six inches behind his <laughs> head. Oh my <laughs> god. Well wow. and it they actually took a photo and published that photo. <laughs> Jeez. That's that's anti archery. Yeah. Your that's your not right. your anchor has gotta be close to the front of your face, like in the corner of your mouth at the <laughs> most. And everybody—it's not just Ted Nugent talking. I don't care, yeah. Randy Ulmer and 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 jeez, uh, and, uh, I can't Levi Morgan—all yeah. these master archers. They're yeah. masters. They'll tell you that if it's a if it's a quarter inch too long, it'll ruin your shooting. A quarter inch too short is livable, but what you want is right on the money. And if it's if it's a little too long of a draw, you're not—it's not archery anymore. It's not hand-eye coordination. Now it's ear ear hand coordination or the back of your head hand coordination but hand eye coordination means your eye and your hand has to line up which means your anchor point has to stop somewhere by your eyeball yeah, yeah.
2: absolutely
1: but how many guys don't know this a lot <clears throat> oh too many goodness. <laughs>
2: too and many. so guys
1: quit i get i'll tell you this Texas is the number one hunting state in the nation. I'm going to get off and give you back to the queen because I, I don't mean to be a domineering, prick. <laughs> but, but I'm such a domineering prick I can't help myself. <laughs> That's <laughs> why we love you. You guys are dedicated. This information I'm giving you, you should charge forward with it. Texas is the number one hunting state in the nation. It rates dead last bow hunting. But there are more bows hanging in garages and barns in in Texas than probably all the other states combined because everybody bought one and they were all 70, 80 pounders and they gave up after the first time they tried to draw back and scared the shit out of the deer.
2: It's true.
0: They're idiots. Yeah. <laughs> hey Ted, before before you switch back to Shemaine, what what are some charities you're working with that we should know about that the you know that we you know we can maybe help in there? or The, the listeners can well you know. certainly
1: the Ted Nugent Camp for Kids. Twenty eight years, sixteen thousand graduates. Mm-hmm. We have in wow. Iowa, Colorado, South Dakota, Nebraska every summer sells out the minute they're announced with the greatest volunteers have been a non-profit 501c3 for 28 years at the direction of fred fred told me to keep doing what i did so i started the ted Nugent camp for kids and we, we not only have we, we created armies of young bow hunters but now the parents that came to my first camps are now bringing their kids yeah. so the the most important <coughs> one wow. you know the one you've never heard about in outdoor life or field and stream, or sports of field, or bow hunter, or bow hunting, or you've never heard of Ted Nugent Camp for Kids because those pricks don't care about recruitment unless you're their buddy.
2: Yeah, no, I anyhow, agree. Ted Nugent agree Camp for that. Kids
1: is mm-hmm. the most important recruitment for the outdoor sports and conservation. And of course, we work with so many military charities that you can get on our website. But we work with them all. We all, we can conti- we continue to to. Uh, Raise funds for the children's leukemia, Ronald McDonald Cancer, um, uh, the the uh, the Operation uh, Finally dot org, the military um, yeah. canines for warriors. I mean, you go to our website. We're working with so many important ones, but right. Americans give and give and give. So yeah. the more you promote them, the more I'll appreciate it.
0: Ted, yeah, we're all in for helping with anything like that, and I agree with you hundred percent. Some of the reasons, some of the issues I've had in the industry is there's no unity, and a lot I've, I've worked really hard to try to bring that into, to the to the to, the, to the, the archery association or whatever you want to call it, but it's been, you know, it just treads water, and then like you said, that no one promotes the things that are important unless you're paying dollars that are you know ridiculous. So um, anyway, yeah, with the charity events. Um, yeah, I'll, I'll contact your people. We'll definitely help out where we can because we would love to help. All right, gentlemen,
1: well, thanks for having me on. Uh, we are blood brothers of the great Fred Bear, yeah. mystical flight of the arrow. Godspeed, God bless, uh, aim small, miss small, and I hope you have a wonderful backstrap infested fall and winter. And I will give you back to my uh, inspiration, the queen of the forest. Thanks, thanks, thanks sir. All right, guys, Godspeed, good hunting. Thanks, Thank you.
3: Hey guys. Hey. hey, hey, hey. Well, back. Okay. Yeah, I want that, you and and everyone in your audience to know that if they book me on a podcast, they don't automatically get. Me. <laughs> <laughs> that's cuz we're from
0: Michigan. I know it. I just that, that's only because
3: we're from Michigan. And even you though go. you guys are from Ford and I'm from eisenhower <laughs> Oh, no,
0: that's great. That's
3: same great.
2: Area. Actually,
0: Tim and I went to Roseville, so yeah. we were not in this beautiful area <laughs> oh, that we are okay. today. We about yeah but anyway yeah so yeah any charities Shemaine, we, we would definitely help out with that we're interested in helping wherever we can and promoting um awesome. we we think it's it, obviously it's extremely important um and like ted said you know getting more people involved is where we need to be and we were just telling him that you know the whole fred bear thing is is a big deal to us that song obviously you know how important it is but yeah. for us it, it helped us build what we even have today i mean literally it's pushed different generations into the hunting industry And I think that, you know, from there on, it's our job now to carry that torch and keep pushing, you know, and getting kids involved.
3: Absolutely. absolutely, Getting kids and women involved. When I first started bow hunting, you know, was it – I think Ted and I were the first husband-wife duo to start bow hunting and to start filming everything. But it's a lifestyle for us, Mm -hmm. and and we openly talk about it. Even though in some areas it's not – you know, the latest greatest thing. But for so many people, I think a growing population of even entertainers—they're mm-hmm. willing to get back to the roots of living yeah. off the land and mm-hmm. talking about. You know, everybody. Everybody talks about grass-fed this yeah. and grass-fed yeah. <laughs> that. Oh, we all know. Yeah. We got the inside mm-hmm. scoop on the original grass-fed meat.
0: Mm-hmm. It's funny too, Shimane. I don't know if you've uh, obviously, <laughs> there's, we, over the last couple of weeks, we've been joking around with this thing called forced bathing. <laughs> oh, <no. laughs> and it's a Japanese like forest thing. Bathing? For, yeah, it's forest a, bathing? Forced yeah, bathing. It's, it's a serious. Japanese thing where people, they, they just take people in the woods to experience the outdoors. Yeah. Like they just sit there and you, listen. You, you pay a guy <laughs> to, to pay a guy. Can you fun. imagine how rich you guys would be if. <laughs> <you> <laughs> I'm like, are you I was kidding? Like, uh, I already do that. Are you so. No, I'm not kidding. It, it was on. Uh, it was on NPR. Dead serious. It was on NPR, and uh, it was a, hu- a whole dead. huge story, and uh, yeah, it blew up a couple weeks ago. I can't it's, believe it's a it. Thing. i have blown I away. Can't it's no, a thing. You should it's take. A thing. You should have Ted take that's a couple funny. liberals out in the woods by themselves. Yeah, yeah go
3: forestry. <laughs> yeah.
0: we've been forestry. saying that for years though. Oh, that's
3: what we do, and you know what? We got the inside poop, and. You know, I'm I'm happy to be able to promote women in hunting and especially women in bow hunting and it's funny because I'll go shopping at whatever, Fifth Avenue, Marcus, Nordstrom, all that stuff. And if the topic comes up I always go into Yeah, I'm a bow hunter. And they look at me like, Really? <laughs> oh I can imagine And 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 here's here's the comment I get. Are you ready? That's so badass. <laughs> <laughs> and so, you know what? I'm going to take that badge of honor and I'm going to wear it. And yeah. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. It's, it's really important for me that I, I think to spread the message and to, you know, if, if women and, and if people, anybody, if they go to a restaurant and they pay somebody for a steak, you got to know that that steak is dead. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You're, paying, you're paying somebody to do the killing for you, and yeah. as hunters, we're just more honest about what yeah. we do, and I don't know if you guys are the same way, I'm sure you are, yeah. as bow hunters, but we never waste food, nope. Nope. because we yeah. know... We know how difficult it is to get that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's important to me to, to spread that message.
0: Yeah, I, I mean, I've been saying for a few years now, I, I always say venison's the real organic. Because <laughs> people are you talking know? about organic. I mean, I'm like, dude, let's go shoot a deer. Yeah. Like, You should know where it comes from. You know, like, the yeah. meat. It's not like a, getting a cow that's been processed and hormones and blah, blah, blah. Yeah, no, no
3: chemicals and steroids. And you know what? Here's another thing, too, guys. Think about this. So as human beings we're healthier if we can exercise, right? Yeah. So wouldn't we want to ingest protein that has that same opportunity? I feel like you you are what you eat, right? Good point. So That's a great point. Yeah. If you're eating if you're eating, you know, sustenance that comes from a cow that has been born and raised basically in the same standing position, how healthy is that going to make you? as opposed to having pure, lean venison. The only problem I have with cooking venison, there ain't much fat.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, put your own oil in. And it has
3: the opportunity. I mean, think about it. Deer have the opportunity to to run free and roam and exercise, and we're ingesting that. Yeah. So isn't that going to make us healthier and happier? Mm
0: -hmm.
3: And that's what I'm all about, too.
0: For sure, yeah, I agree. Hey, Shemaine, tell us about your book. I know it's like a like a big like number one selling or something.
3: Well, yeah, I be- it became a bestseller the day that it was launched on Amazon dot com. Awesome. And it's called Four Minutes a Day: Rock and Roll Your Way to Happy. And the funny thing was that I always wanted to write a book about health and happiness, and honestly, my story, which was getting getting sick you know having health and then losing it and then getting it back and sharing that story with others and in it you know how life gets in the way well I never really I never wrote it and you know years and years went by and I wanted to write this book called I thought 50 was a new 50 is a new 30 well I turned 50 and I never wrote a word I turned 51 turned 52 never wrote a word and honestly, one night I, I went to bed, I said my prayers, and I just asked God for guidance to write this book and to help others. Because, you know, something horrible like what happened to us, could it could happen to anybody. Oh, yeah. And I feel like, you know, in a way, I hate to say this, it's, it's not a blessing, but maybe there's a silver lining and I could share this story with other people in hopes of helping them. And the next morning I woke up. And I swear, I just, I had this message of the name of the book, and it wasn't 50 is a new 30. It was four minutes a day, rock and roll your way to happy. And I, I remember, like, going, oh, this is great, because then I can have a greater audience, and I can talk about little things that can change your life in just four minutes a day. Like, not just exercise, but also having a healthy, happy mindset, and also giving back to charity. And, you know, I know there's things in all of our lives that bring us to our knees but if we can try for four minutes to think about gratitude and being positive that can not only change our life but other lives other people's lives too and i remember like thinking wow i'm having this conversation with god and i never i never had that experience before and then i remember getting this this message that i should write the book in, three days and I thought, Well that's ridiculous, who can do that? And now I'm thinking I'm arguing with God, which is not a good thing. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> and and then I realized that that day was Good Friday. And I thought, Wow, something spectacular happened in three days So you know what? It was it was the inspiration that I needed to write that book and I announced to Ted and I announced on social media that I was gonna write a book in three days. And I did.
0: Amazing! I the Jeez. Wow. wow! So
3: that's the, my my goal in life is to change people's lives, and I've found some nutrition that is seriously like rocked my world And Ted's too. Like I've never felt better in my entire freaking life, mm-hmm. and I I feel like I'm a teenager, and Ted has to keep reminding me. Like I'll go <laughs> work out. And I'll get on. I'll go. I'll get on the treadmill. I'm like, oh man. I'll come home and I'm like, I'm sore. He's like. You're not 25, you know. <laughs> 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 like, oh, yeah, I forgot. Okay, all right. Yeah. But I, I just feel like, you know, I feel like Superwoman. I feel like I'm so blessed to be able to have a second chance at life, really.
0: Yeah. Tell, hey, tell us all about the Zumba stuff. I know you're an instructor, and you're like real yeah, serious I, on that. That's like big time.
3: I became an international Zumba fitness presenter shortly after when I got sick, actually. I spent a year of my life getting better and healing, and I took time off the of teaching group fitness, and then I found Zumba, and I remember coming back and telling Ted, I'm going to come out of retirement and teach this class, and just a series of events happened, and I was at the right place at the right time, and I became an international Zumba fitness presenter, and I traveled to Australia, wow. and London, and Paris, and almost every state, and I became an international Zumba fitness presenter, teaching tens of thousands of people from all over the world Wow! Um, how to dance, to even rock and roll. So, <laughs>
2: That's awesome.
3: <laughs> so, you know, I feel like, you know, at this point in my life, I'm, I just turned 55, and I feel like, you know, I'm going to live life to the fullest every day that I can. And it's a blessing, and I want to share that passion for healthy living with
0: others. Yeah, that's amazing. Hey, tell us real quick about that. Uh, I watched a deer hunt with you just recently, and um, you shot the deer. I think it was with the Excalibur crossbow, and you hit it great. Yeah. And the deer ran, and Thank it, you. it it like for some reason it kept going. The guy's like, "Oh, it stopped." We thought it was going down, but then it kept going. <laughs> so the next, you know, clip is like you got you guys stand there. It's at night, but there's a dog, and the dog dog was like a sni- a dog sniffing dog or a blood sniffer.
3: Yeah, we were at the Ox Ranch, and it—you know—sometimes these animals defy logic. Oh yeah. I—I shot a—I shot a deer. I shot a deer straight through the heart a couple years ago, straight through the heart. And everybody examined the video footage. It's through the heart. There's no logical reason why this deer has gone 24 hours Mm -hmm. and. We found we went, It went a mile, and we found out once we, it finally died, the the arrow was actually through its chest, through the heart. Wow. There's no, there's no logical reasoning for <laughs> no, why, why that yeah, happened.
2: it's amazing. Yeah, sometimes. And that so, happens.
3: yeah, the, the ox ranch, um, what happened on the the show that you saw is we we actually were blessed to have a dog that. <laughs>
0: What was the wow. name? Rocco or something? Mm-hmm. I can't remember the name of the dog.
3: dog's name, was,
2: I don't remember. It
0: was <laughs> Rocco. You are like, thanks! <laughs> to the dog. I can't remember it the name. It might have been
3: Rocky. Rocky or
2: something. I, I thought remember. it was something
0: like that. It was so yeah. funny. I was like, oh man, that little dog, that's hilarious.
3: Yeah, it was amazing, but it actually went through a river and up a hill.
0: <laughs> uh, yeah, that's the guy We're I was like, seeing. What? like, oh. what? How,
3: how can that happen? But the adrenaline, you know what happens when you get a surge of adrenaline in you. Yeah, true. you feel, you know, can keep you going.
0: Absolutely. But,
3: yeah, we, we love the Excalibur Crossbow. I mean, it's for women who are just interested in getting involved in hunting and don't know where to start. That's a great opportunity to have a great tool to um, hunt and experience the spirit of the wild.
0: Yeah, oh for sure. Excalibur is a powerhouse. I mean, if you think about it, it's one of those crossbows that can't be broken. Really, I mean, you could—they dropped it off an airplane or a helicopter, hundred, hundred, yeah. like mile up or something crazy, and they, they then they picked up and shot it <laughs> and hit the target dead on. So they're doing yeah, something right out of there.
3: It's, it. I I do feel pretty cocky and confident when I have my Excalibur. I'm like, you know, I I'll always go. I love hunting with Ted because he's the master. And I feel so much more confident because obviously he has way more experience than I do. And he'll tell me that, you know, okay, shoot this deer and get this, wait for it to be at the right angle. Yeah. But as women, that's what we have to do is we can't just, you know, wait for a deer to cross in front of us broadside. We have to wait, wait for the right angle. I always say women are better shots. But with a crossbow, I feel like it's an equalizer because yeah. I know I can break that shoulder bone and um, hit that target.
0: Yeah. I think it, I, I mean watching the episodes when you when you hunt in the episodes, it's really exciting to me because like you, you you seem to really have a good time with it, and I think it's very genuine and and real. And I think that's it's a big deal. You know, a lot of times we see video. I think on TV, it's a lot of fake stage stuff. Yeah. But I don't feel that with your guys' yeah. show. I feel like we it's done well, <laughs> we <don't, laughs> done very well. You
3: know what you see is what you get. Yeah. We don't stage anything. And you know, I actually did, if you go to youtube.com slash Shemaine, S-H-E-M-A-N-E, no R, no I, no Y, no G. <laughs> 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 they just throw in stuff. That, well, it must be something else. Um, I have, uh, the original Queen of the Force pilot show that I think it was just too early. It was about 15 years ago and I took Women who hunt and women who don't hunt and I paired them together because if you're not born and raised into a hunting family or you don't, or you're a woman and you don't marry somebody who is a hunter, how do you have that experience? Yeah. It's not going to yeah. happen. So I took women who don't hunt and I paired them with women who hunt and they experienced the spirit of the wild for the first time sitting in a tree stand and watching what happens and I'll, I'll give you a little glimpse. What I did was one night uh, it was a reality show. Before reality shows got started. And one night, um, everybody said, I asked all the women, you know, what do you want to have for dinner? We could have, lamb, we could have lamb, we could have, you know, and rattle off a couple other things. And everybody decided about lamb. I said, okay, Ted, we want, the girls want to have lamb.
0: <laughs> <laughs> no problem, honey. Get on it. <laughs>
3: and so we had a lamb in a cage. And Ted got out a twenty-two rifle. And the shocking experience of it, obviously, is that we're killing a lamb in a, in a confined environment. But you know what? What happens when you go to
2: yeah.
3: a steak restaurant oh, yeah. and you order steak? It's well. the same thing.
0: There's no difference so in that anyway, and, you know, no, my grandma no. used to they used to kill chickens all the time and mm-hmm. animals all the time. Absolutely. And yeah,
2: because no my heritage. grandmother my
3: grandmother from. used to chop off chickens' heads yeah. mm-hmm. and, and them.
2: They
0: yep. run around. And
3: it's <laughs> no big deal. So yeah, I just I wanted to educate people and you know what if it's all about, you know, I think geography because if we weren't Exposed to that at a young age, how are you ever going to find it? Yeah. So yeah. that's our goal in life, guys. Is we got to expose more women mm-hmm. to hunting. What, honey? Oh, he wants me to wrap it up. Okay.
0: <laughs> Shemek, tell us, tell us any like websites or anything you want to throw in at the end here. People should go to the visit to uh, you know get more information about you guys, the charities, anything like that.
3: You know what? Ted writes a weekly blog at deeranddeerhunting.com So go and check that out. And I'm also, we do Facebook Lives all the time. Like we just did one today that you gotta go check out. But um, it's kinda, it's spontaneous and it's fun and exciting. And I'm, my goal in life is to change people's lives. And, you know, but honestly, if you don't have your health, you got nothing. So I feel like what happened to us and how we were exposed to toxic mold, is a blessing in disguise and that i could talk about it and i can share and inspire people to live healthier lives so i write and i blog and i videotape and you can catch all of my shenanigans at shemaine
0: perfect awesome shemaine thank you so much for doing this we really appreciate it thank you for letting us chat with ted a little bit that's a blessing for all of us and, and a very huge inspiration
3: thanks for having me